What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And uh, before we get started and into our episode today and our guest, for more information, for more of the, these episodes, you can go to my website, www.natebaileyspeaks.com. Find out all the latest information on me and what I'm up to. And again, on the episodes and, and everything else there for Championship Leadership. So again, natebaileyspeaks.com. Uh, today's guest, it was an incredible conversation, as always, Nicole Jansen, just outside of San Diego, California. She's a coach. She's a speaker. She's got a podcast. Uh, her podcast is Leaders of Transformation, so check that out, leadersoftransformation.com. You can also go to discovertheedge.com to check out more about her and her coaching platform that she has as well as you can find her on all the social media channels as well. And we'll get all of that linked up, of course, in the show notes, but just had a great conversation with her today. So with that, I want to introduce you to Nicole Jansen. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Nicole Jansen here uh, just outside of San Diego in sunny California. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us here today. I appreciate it, Nicole. Thank you, Nate. Excited to be here. Yeah, so... I, I always love to kick off our conversations with this question, which is the championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Yeah. I mean, for me, it really means excellence. It means operating at a standard that is above the norm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, championship doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be winning where somebody else is losing. Mm -hmm. You're really playing against yourself yeah. and you're in your best. You want to keep getting better. So to me, that's what championship leadership is and inspiring others up to that level of uh, standard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, definitely agree with that. What, well, tell us a little bit more about you and kind of the path that you've been on and how, how that's taking you to where you are today. You get your coaching business. You got, you also have a, a podcast called uh, Leaders of Transformation. So um, would love to hear just a little bit more for the listeners on, on how you've gotten to where you are today and 
and what you're up to. Sure. Well, so I know you're an ultra marathoner and uh, I think of like, I'm, I'm on this ultra marathon of life, if you will. You know, I, I started out in an entrepreneurial family. My parents owned businesses, worked really hard seven days a week, just all out. My dad was in the garage industry and my mother helped in the business. And then they started a side business in network marketing. And so they were like all in, you know, if we're going to do this, then we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so they did. And it went really well initially. And then my dad got the bug to invest in other business ventures. And so I watched this journey of the highs and the lows and everything in between. And uh, I actually started my own business officially when I was 16. I was doing things. I was selling jewelry, making jewelry when I was, you know, in grade school. Yeah. And then um, I started my own business. I just knew I wanted to be in business for myself. And so um, I did that. I was 16 years old and it was sales and marketing. That's what I was going to do. And, and I didn't know the specifics of what the business was going to be about. I just knew that I just knew I wanted to be in business for myself. And so journeyed along that and, you know, got scuffed up a little bit. <laughs> Things didn't work, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're 16, right. you're like, oh, by the time I'm 18, 20, I'll be financially independent. Yeah. So I'll have this all done, <laughs> done and done. Well, it, it didn't quite work that way. And, um, and so, but I learned a lot on the way, did create some success. Also ended up partnering with my parents and their business because I was invested so heavily in that business already. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we built a very successful uh, business, which was international in some, I think it was like 10, 11 countries. And, uh, and that's what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. we had an eight figure business. It was great. And, uh, and accelerating and that's back in the nineties. The mm-hmm. And so, um, but you know, th- life takes different turns along the way. And so that business ended up falling apart and it actually fell apart because of what we were just talking about in terms of leadership is the, it was the leadership and the lack of good leadership that caused the demise of that business mm-hmm. and, and my pridefulness of not wanting to take uh, a front stage, a front seat in that business. I kept saying, oh, no, 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 it's your business. I'm helping yeah. you with your business, right? Yeah. And so I'm just back here helping out and doing my thing and the operational side. But when, when the rubber met, met the road, if you will, I had, I didn't realize until then that I'd actually positioned myself to lack any influence over the decisions that were made and some of the impact that happened. And so I learned a lot about leadership and about stepping up into a position of leadership, not out of arrogance, but out of requirement and out of mm-hmm. oblig- responsibility. And so that was a real eye opener. And then I went on after that business fell, it had, it did fall apart. And so I asked myself, okay, so I just spent nearly 20 years on that. What are we going to do now? Right. And so I extracted all of the lessons that I had learned on the way up and on the way down and everything in between the human behavior, the team building, the, like I say, the leadership and lack of, and business, business systems, developing, um, helping people launch their business And so then that's how I started to discover the edge, which was really initially to help people with one of the fundamental focuses or fundamental skills you need to have in business, which is understanding people and understanding people dynamics. But that quickly led to me working with business owners and their teams 
and realizing that it wasn't just about that. There was so much more that I could offer to them in terms of developing systems. I and mean, yeah, you can understand people and, and engage with them well, but you also have to have the systems and the infrastructure to support their success. Yeah. And for them to operate at that standard, you've got to have the systems and, and uh, oper- you know, operating systems in place. And so I started into that and that went into full-blown business coaching back in uh, 2005. And uh, then I bought a franchise and because I thought, you know, they had, they said, Oh, we've got the system, you yeah. know, yeah. buy our system and use our system. Well, they didn't quite have the system in place. So to put it mildly, so that was a mess. <laughs> and so I uh, ended up spending a lot of money in that business and mm-hmm. learning again, so much more. Yeah. And that's a lesson because you know, we talk about the ultra, ultra marathon of life. It is a, it is a journey and you learn along the way. And sometimes, you know, you take detours, sometimes you get roadblocks and so forth, but it's what do you learn along the way? And so I just kept building on it. I could have looked at those as setbacks, each right. of these, these situations, but I looked at them as stepping stones to move me forward. And so I learned a tremendous amount out of that and, uh, and then went back to focusing on my own brand again and then building into uh, what I do now, which is, is business coaching and it's life mastery, business mastery, kind of put all together into how do you create a business that you love, that you, you're doing what you're great at, what you're passionate about and what you have expertise and, and, and experience in. So that competence and marrying that with a, a gap in the marketplace. And then the Leaders of Transformation podcast was really a, an inspiration. It was a divine download. It was an instruction. It was like, you're going to do this podcast and this is what it's going to be called. 4.30 in the morning, wake me up. And, um, and it's been an incredible journey to wow. be able to connect with, you know, people that I had known over the years that I reconnected with some great leaders and uh, people that were creating transformation in the world and then meeting a whole lot of new uh, people that are doing some amazing things and being able to interview them. We've done over 330 episodes now and we have listeners in 140 countries and it's just been, it's just been amazing. And it's even though when I first started this journey, I thought it was going to look a certain way and it doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. It's actually better than what I would have anticipated. So yeah, yeah. it's all good. That's great. Thank you for taking time to uh, go through that and, and yeah, kind of let us in on that journey. The leaders of transformation. So you said uh, that was something that came to you while you were sleeping and just woke you up and was like, I got to go do this thing. Yes. Tell me more. Yeah. So that was literally a 4.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning that I woke up and it was like, it was like God said, you're going to do a podcast. It's going to be called Leaders of Transformation. I had the name, I was going to use it for a mastermind uh-huh. and it was kind of like on pause um, at that point. And so it was like leaders of transformation is what you're going to use it for. And you're going to, ins- you know, you're going to interview difference makers and world changers go. Yeah. That's and incredible. I love it. So yeah, I was like now, like I'm going to yeah. do this now. I mean, I don't yeah. know that I want to do a podcast and so forth. And, and uh, I was just being obedient to it. I had yeah. no idea where it was going to go and yeah. how it was going to fit into this whole journey, but it fit perfectly. And in fact, it was, it was just incredible because of the, it's been incredible because the, the people that I've gotten to meet and mm-hmm. connect with the conversations that I've been able to have, it's elevated. We, again, we talk about championship leadership. It's, it actually, I got around people that challenged me to higher levels right, right. of excellence 
and having conversations and hearing consistencies across the world of how people, you know, how people lead, how people transform the area Mm -hmm. that they're passionate about. So yeah, it's been incredible. That's it. How many episodes you get in on that now? 330. That's a lot. That's great. And how, how many years? Almost five. Actually, five years. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, I started uh, off with three a week and then we went to two and then we went to one and then I tested yeah. two again. And I went, no, nope, I like one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. One is a good spot. Who are some championship leaders that have impacted you in your life? Like this is always less about like who they actually are, but more so about really what is it about them? What are the characteristics? How do they lead? What sticks out to you? Maybe what have you taken to help mold you and who you are as a leader, as a coach as well? Uh, in your life? Yeah. So there's been several, you know, some of them I've never met in person, Mm -hmm. but they're, you know, people that have mentored me through their materials, like a Tony Robbins. I mean, I actually have seen Tony Robbins in person, but I haven't hung out with him, but um, he's been a great example and learned a lot from him. I did a, a year long strategic intervention coaching program with Robbins Madonna's training Mm-hmm. and learned how to create the shifts and the transformation in people. But even just watching him over the years, because I remember when he, I'm old enough to remember when he first started yeah, and seeing this journey and some of the mistakes that he made along the way and, or the, in the detours and how coming back and to see him, another one is Les, Les Brown. Yeah. Um, saw Les Brown do his, it's not over until I win talk. Yeah. But 25 years ago, John Maxwell, one of the things that I had the opportunity to do as a result of that business organization was to see some incredible speakers. You know, I've seen Ronald Reagan speak live, you know, I've seen some of the, like that caliber. And so there has been hundreds of people. I I calculated at one point, I've seen over 7,000 live speakers on a stage in my lifetime. And so amazing. Holy cow. A lot of leaders, a lot of great examples but there are some that certainly do stand out. I mean, I'm a Christian, so obviously Jesus is a tremendous example. There's some great books on Jesus as the CEO, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, as the hospitable leader. One of the guests that I had on my show, Terry Smith, he wrote a book on that called the hospitable leader. And so, you know, understanding how, how he was able to the most, most incredible leader and what he was able to accomplish, whether you believe in him as the son of God or not three years, Three years, and we're still talking about the guy right. 2,000 years later. You yeah. know, amazing. It is. And he took about, you know, a group of ragtag you nobodies, yeah. right, fishermen, yeah. and turned yeah. them into disciples and apostles and, and that changed the world. So yeah. that's pretty incredible. Another one is certainly Blair Singer. And um, Blair talks a lot about, actually, about championship teams, building championship teams, how to build a, you know, code of honor within your team. He's a great, a great leader and example. And I worked directly with him for a number of years and uh, yeah. So, and of course I look at my parents and even though they, there's, you know, some things that they didn't do when they needed to and step up. But in, when I look over their lifetime, I see the, uh, especially my mom, actually the tremendous leadership example that no matter what, that she just, it was like steady, just keep going. And my dad, the same thing, just keep going, just yeah. keep going and not sacrifice your integrity for an outcome. Because, you know, one of the things that my parents having 
when their business fell apart, they lost everything financially. Mm. And at one point my parents said to me, you know, wow, we, we didn't have an inheritance to leave to you, which was never the, you know, obviously that was, that was the plan, right? Part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, the legacy and the inheritance that you left me was far, worth for, far more than finances yeah. would ever do was right. the level of integrity, the level of loyalty that you demonstrated yeah. and honor to people. So, yeah. 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 Thank you. What's, um, what's the, what's the vision for you? Uh, championship leaders have great vision and, and the courage to take action on that vision. What, what's your vision for you and where you're headed? Uh, let's say maybe in the near term, I know for some it's like, ah, oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, my, the vision can change. I, I stayed today in present, but, but uh, you know, what's the direction you're headed, the impact that you want to make over the, the near term, you know, maybe even five years out uh, in what you're doing today? Yeah. You know what? I think that we're either growing or dying. Mm-hmm. So we're either moving forward or moving backwards. There is no standing still. Yeah. Life is changing all around us, especially now, right? It's changing yeah. fast. Yeah. And so, but it's always moving. It's always shifting. And so, yes, I think it's important to stay in the now, but you got to have some vision yeah. for where you're going. You know, right. there's a scripture that says where there is no vision, the people perish. perish. Why? Oh. Why is that? Because they lose hope, right? They lose hope. They lose something to look forward to. If we don't have something to look forward to, we are by nature, we have two eyes. We're, you know, and then of course we have our internal vision is we are, we are designed to look at something. And so if we're not looking forward, we're going to be looking somewhere. We're going to be looking backwards. We're going to be looking at what's not happening. We've got to have something that we're looking towards. And so for me, you know, with the leaders of transformation, continuing to grow that and specifically looking at growing the community, I've really asked myself the question of what does the world really need right now? And so I've come up with some things. I'm, I'm actually working on a tech startup, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, uh, awesome. Can't talk about the details quite sure. yet. We're, we're yeah. getting there, but it is, uh, it's, it's some disruptive technology in a good way that mm-hmm. we are building uh, for the podcast space. So I'm excited. So I'll oh, keep you posted right. on that. And literally it was another one of those visions. And I'm like, okay, God, if you really want me yeah. to do, it's a big deal. So if you want yeah. me to do this, then you got to bring the right people around me and, yeah. and, and uh, give me the wisdom and direction and how to do it. And so that's where we're at right now. And then I'm also looking at generosity as what does the world need right now? I think that generosity is something that is really uh, important. What if the new currency was generosity? What if the new currency was kindness and compassion? And I think that the world needs that, especially now, now yeah. more than ever, but it's always needed it. And we think about everybody wants abundance. Everybody wants to live that great life. Okay, so how do you get to that great life? It's crazy because if you think about fundamentally, and I'm a deep thinker, so I think this through, is that a lot of times what people are trying to do is they're trying to get to abundance through scarcity, Mm -hmm. through saving, through hoarding, through I want to get my message out there. I want to grow my thing. It's a me conversation versus a we conversation. Yeah. And so, um, so I'm exploring what it looks like to make generosity mainstream and what is it, what does it take to, how do we measure generosity? How do we teach that if we were to teach it and demonstrate it, of course, but how do we also teach that and communicate that so others can get on board with this idea that the way, the path to an abundant life is actually through generosity. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. 100%. What is a moment in your life? I call it kind of like that critical moment or defining moment. I'm sure you've had many as we all do, but um, what's a moment where kind of that fork in the road, obviously you made the decision you have because it has you where you are today, but had you not, you could be in, in a very different place, right? I think there's a lot of listeners, entrepreneurs and business owners listening in here to this podcast that are probably in a very similar spot. And it's always good to just hear others that have been in similar situations and how they maneuvered through that and came out the other side. Is there a moment that sticks out to you that you could share? Yep, absolutely. There is. Actually, I just heard a sermon on this, uh, Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, and it was called Staying Power. And he talks about this storm, and I'll relate it to my life because I was like, oh my gosh, I was there. Yeah. Is he talks about this storm, and Paul's in the storm, and it's the sailors, he's, he's a prisoner on, this, on the ship. And the the boat, like they're in this you know, storm and they're like, we're not going to make it. And so they want to jump ship, right? right? And save their lives. And he's like, you have to stay with the boat in order to, to survive because, you know, I'm going to Rome. I know that I have an appointment in Rome, so I know we're going to get there, but you have to stay with the boat. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is that I, it, it brought me back to a situation when I, uh, I got married and then my husband decided he didn't want to be married. And so we went through this whole roller coaster ride over this last 10 years. Uh, we're divorced now. But there was a point when, and I think we all get to that point where it's like, we just want to jump ship and say, forget it. You know, I don't want to do this. And there was a point where I actually sought that guidance in that inner guidance, divine guidance, whatever you want to call it, to say, what do I do in this moment? And it was that dark, the, one of the darkest moments uh, I would say certainly, actually, it, is a, it was the darkest moment of my life where I asked myself, what do I do? Because I didn't plan for this. This just wasn't the way it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And had I jumped ship too early, I would have missed the lesson and the gift in it. Now, we are, we are divorced now. Mm-hmm. And there was a t- point where I, it was, it's enough. Yeah. But before that, it was enough. I had to get the lesson. Otherwise, if I would have jumped ship early and I didn't get the lesson, I would have been bound to repeat it later. Yeah. And so sometimes I think what happens is we're in, we're in the storm, we're in the, the challenge, whatever that, we get to that point in our life and we quickly want to get out of it. We want to get beyond it. We want to push it behind us without taking the time to gather all the lessons. And it's the same thing that happened. My mother told me that once. She said, you know, we, we all went through this experience with the business falling apart. We went through that together. She said, but the difference between us and, and you being me is that you extracted all of these lessons out of it that you then could build on where we actually just looked at the impact of what it meant to us and how it, how it hurt us. Yeah. A big difference in that. Yeah. So, huge. Yeah. A big shift to make in life for sure. But, um, you, and that's been a theme that you've talked about a lot is finding the lessons and everything that happens in, inside of your life. What was, are you willing, able to share what sure. the lesson was through that? Yeah, it was, it was love and it was forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Could I love someone who wasn't just loving me back and or somebody that was just ignoring me, but somebody that was actually deliberately hurting me? Mm-hmm. 
could I love at that level? Tony Robbins actually talks about the levels of love, right? There's the trading, Mm -hmm. there's the, there's the, I'll love you. And I expect you to love me. Right. And then there's the, I'll love you when you love me. Right. So there's, and there's, it's all this trading going on. And then there's a point where you can love people that don't love you back. But then there's a point of loving people to the extent that they actually might be hurting you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so how can you love them? I'm not saying you accept or you condone their behaviors, two different things. Right. So the lesson there for me was it was an opportunity for me to heal my heart. Yeah. And to say, I love you and I don't accept the behavior. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, as we start to wrap this up and that's a, that's, that's a great one right there, but what, what would be, if you could share one or two things with the listeners that if they were to implement today, they would, they could move them themselves forward in their life today. What would those be? Yeah. I think there's one really important piece that kind of goes along with what we've been talking about here and it is the feedback loop Yeah, and it's your own personal feedback loop with yourself call it a debrief, call it what you want. I, you know, I like to call it the feedback group. It's when you check in at the end of the day and say, what worked today? What didn't work today? Why? What did I learn from it? And what am I going to do tomorrow that's going to build upon what worked and or that's going to make course corrections on and make adjustments based on what didn't work? How can I get better? And not comparing yourself to someone else, but comparing yourself to your best. And for the best to keep getting better, as Dan, Dan Sullivan would say. So I would say that that is one of the most important things a leader can do, because that's where you learn. Because if you don't learn the lesson, you're bound to repeat it. Yeah. And so um, I would do that on a daily basis. And part of that, woven into that, is also acknowledging your success. So some people are just so focused on, what did I do wrong? And you notice I didn't say wrong, right or wrong. I said yeah. what worked and what didn't work because it either worked or it didn't work to get you to an outcome. When, right. I'm, when I say it's wrong, I make myself wrong. Then I start beating myself up and I'm diminishing myself, right? And yep. so then I have less, less power, less confidence going into the next day and the next day and the next day. So part of this built in is celebrating your wins, acknowledging the successes starting there acknowledging what you've done, what worked well and what you've done well. And then you can look at the things that didn't work. So really important piece being, this is all about self-awareness, right? Right. We talk about now more than ever vulnerability, awareness, you know, authenticity Mm -hmm. in order for you to be all of those things. You've got to check in with yourself and you got to be willing to check in. Your sounds easy, but ultimately it, you know, it can be very uncomfortable to look at yourself. And to be honest, truly honest with yourself. But that's where the growth comes from. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. What's, um, what are some ways that we can find out more about you, your podcast? Um, how, how can we follow you and see what you're up to? Sure. So my podcast is leadersoftransformation.com. It's on all the major platforms. The .com, of course, that's the website. You can go there. All the episodes are available there. We actually have a really neat search field so you can type in leadership or some kind of, we also have categories, but you mm-hmm. can type in uh, a name. You have Paul Edwards on your show. You can type yeah. in Paul. Paul's been on the show and his uh, episode will come up. Uh, another way is through discovertheedge.com, which is my coaching uh, website. 
And uh, so, yeah, so lots of ways. And of course, I'm all over social media as well. Yeah. So. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Uh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day. You too. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with him. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, baby. 